welcome to Knights of Infinite Resignation, a podcast about the future, because it's going to happen whether we like it or not. I'm your host, Jack Sinclair. I'm Claire Adams. I'm Thomas Monaghan. I really need you to say, and I'm Thomas Monaghan. Oh, for fuck off. <laughs> Just quickly say it and we can continue. And I'm Thomas Monaghan. Without the attitude. <laughs> and I'm Thomas Monaghan. One more time. And I'm Thomas Monaghan. God, he's like Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> yeah, isn't he? Yeah, no, no, no. Stanley Kubrick could sort of grow a beard. Oh, yow. <laughs> That's true, though. He could. He could He could grow a hefty beard. And he had the ability to make people cry. Yeah, and he could actually direct. Oh, Ben. One. Now, okay, let's just de- deconstruct that. Yeah, he actually that. planned. One. He planned everything. Like, I didn't get your critique there, Claire, of he could actually make people cry. I don't get what that was even meant to mean. And two, I'm not meant to direct you two. This is just the... This is just what I have to do to get you two to perform. Perform like we're... Like we're, like we're seals. You are my seals. I've been training you for years. There's, it's not just a coincidence that you two live together. This is all orchestrated just for my convenience. Unbelievable. But yeah, how are you guys doing? I'm not too good today. I have a migraine right now. Is that because you've drunk too much, Claire? No, it definitely isn't. I... You, you say that. <laughs> you were very drunk last night in your farewell evening. Exactly. I was celebrating a new start. Do you want to tell us about that? Why, why you got a new start? What's, what's ahead of you in the future? I left the job that I'd been at for three and a half years. And I'm going down a different path in my life. How very spiritual of me. Well, it's not a spiritual path. Well, no. <laughs> but yeah. Very nice. New job, new start, very excited. So last night I was out in Harrogate celebrating leaving. It was my leaving due, along with a, a few other people that had left as well. So it was so, nice. Like a mass exodus. A yeah. <laughs> Are you still there? <laughs> I am still here. <laughs> Hello? 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 What? Yeah, I can, I can hear you. Jack is joined. I'm back on, I think. This always happens with you. I know. Have you updated your Skype, Jack? Is everyone, <laughs> is everyone updated their Skype? <laughs> I am definitely up to date. I updated mine the other day, so yeah. Yeah, well, mine automatically updates. Oh. Like, it's definitely my app thing that's fucking up. Anyway, so we just had a technical glitch with Skype, but now we've got Jack back. How are you, Jack? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm trying to hold this whole piece of shit together, the technology, but I'm good. I'm good. For now. It's fucking Skype. <laughs> Excellent. Shall we roll? Let's get on with this. Yeah. <laughs> so, for this episode, uh, we're going to take a guided tour through the household of the future. Future, future, future. And uh, <laughs> we're going to go through particular rooms, and we're going to try and figure out what we reckon is awaiting us for the household of the future. What families will be doing in their households, using, that sort of thing. So, imagine, if you will, just a regular house on the outside. Obviously, I mean, it might not. I don't know. Do we think houses aesthetically are going to be the same in the future? Do you think there's much to change? Are we going to be all hobbit hole in it in the future, kind of eco-friendly? Or do you think we're going to have the staple kind of white picket fence type thing going on? I don't see us having the white picket fence. I think everything's very like minimalist now 
or that kind of seems to be the way that it's going. And also I know that from my previous job that a lot of places that get built now are very space conscious. Like it's very much everything's getting smaller and compact. So I, I yeah, really can't cool. see it being, I really can't see it being like standard live housing anymore. So with the, the problem with the compact living as such, obviously smaller confined spaces actually has a detrimental effect on the human as such. They, uh, you know, their happiness levels tend to drop and, you know, they just get depressed. So the future is going to be lots of tiny houses and lots of depression. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Fantastic. Let's step in. <laughs> so we open our tiny door to our tiny depressed house into yeah. the tiny living room. Now this, to be fair, I I couldn't think of really what would change within a living room. A living room's pretty staple. Um, it's pretty standard. Uh, there's always just some chairs, you know, your knickknacks, stuff like that. But then obviously in the living room, what's everything facing? Before it used to the be. TV. Yeah, before it was radio, then TV came out, and now it's TV. Now, I think what's going to be is the chairs can face wherever they want. doesn't matter, because obviously, we already discussed what this would be, but it'll be VR. VR will be the thing. Chairs can face anywhere Mm. they want now in the living room. You don't even need Mm. chairs. I don't know, beanbags and stuff. Who cares? You'll need the space in your tiny living room for the VR. I would imagine that, like... In my futuristic house, or what I'm picturing at least, is that you kind of walk into the room and there's actually nothing in the room. It's a very empty room. And then you kind of like, like a button, you press a light switch and then everything sort of comes out of the walls. So it's a sort of a transforming room. Yeah, like the the sofa like, you know, comes out of the room like, like on a conveyor belt sort of thing and like the table pops up from the floor that kind of stuff that would be awesome so it's basically the x-men's danger room you could literally do anything in that room couldn't you like you literally like put could put everything away and then say if you're having a party party's party time all the you can make everything um disappear or if you're gonna have one badass gaming session where you know you're gonna be flinging around the room like the danger room you could put everything away stuff is gonna get damaged bingo the thing is, they do sort of do that with tiny homes, you know, multi-purpose sort of spaces where, you know, it can be, well, Japan, they have plenty of sort of little apartments where, you know, they'll they'll move a wall, it'll be a kitchen behind it, or they'll move another wall and there'll be a bathroom hidden away, or a bed will come out the ceiling, or, let say, a dining table out the floor. So basically, we aren't bullshitting, we're talking facts. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> no, no, no. Not pretty much. We're talking facts. This is definitely fact-based podcast now. But I didn't know that. So to me, it's this is my future. Yeah. This is everyone's future. It's our present. That's what it is. <laughs> so moving on, we've stepped in. We've seen this minimalist living room with multifunctional walls. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm feeling hungry. Let's nip on over to the kitchen. Now, obviously. We've already covered in previous episodes what we expect in the kitchen. So the fridge is still there, but it's a stasis fridge. So nothing ever goes out of date because once you put it in the fridge, it's frozen in time. 
And so you can keep all your lab-grown panda meat in there, you know, all the all the meats that you want that you can grow yourself so no animal's harmed. Mm-hmm. That can all be there. And in fact, I thought, you know, with 3D printing, you could 3D print your own meat so you can download your meats and whatever. So it's all there. And obviously cupboards are filled with bug insect snacks, so we know all about that. But is there anything else you can imagine in the future kitchen? Well, I would have like a robot Jeeves because there's no way that I'm cooking. Oh, so like okay. in the corner yeah. of the room, you've got like you know, like in Fallout where there's the like a metal the husband, yes, the, the <laughs> metal husband. You know, um, in Fallout with the robots, when they come out of those like um little pods, mm. I would have like one of those. So you just you could just crack on me making I don't know my scrambled eggs or whatever, but or as Tom's gonna say my chocolate pillows. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to explain that to the listener? Well, Claire. Oh, an obsession. Lives... Oh, you know you can explain it then since yeah. you know, you've well, got such an opinion on it. It all it all stems around the fact that Claire for a dinner one night had a bowl of chocolate pillows. So from then on, I've assumed that every meal she ever had. Is chocolate pillows, which is a chocolate sort of filled cereal, and uh, it's yeah, my so, staple. Yeah, my so staple she, cereal. So, it makes my day. So in my head, she makes a casserole with it. She'll occasionally make us some kind of chocolate pillow stir fry. You know, it, the list goes on of sort of possibilities. Yes, it really does. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what else do you guys have in the kitchen? Just your sort of normal appliances. Uh, I think. Your actual oven would pretty much disappear and replaced by basically a giant microwave. So everything's microwavable. Yeah, pretty much. Because it's all already is. Quick, yeah. Well, it's like you said, everything will be um, ready for space. So everything would be like vacuum sealed, all liquid sucked out of it. So would it be like kind of like machine in Fifth Element where you just put in like a tablet, press a few buttons, full roast dinner just like comes out immediately? Yeah, like I said in yeah, but I think like I said in my in the last episode, it's like you literally just add a couple of drops of water, and then you've got mm. your, your dinner. I think kitchen well, I, kitchens mm. will be so much smaller because a, a lot of kitchens now it's just unnecessary. But well, think... that's good because obviously it's a tiny house, and also I think in the last episode it wasn't water. We did agree it was Guinness that you tapped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, not I said water. <laughs> Totally the H2O. You said water, but that's still wrong. It's still Guinness. Yeah. <sighs> I can say the moon's made of cheese, but it doesn't make it so. Which is unfortunate. Mm. Why? Well, you can't get there. <laughs> if it was cheese, she would. In the future, well... I will. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, so far, I'm not hating the future household. Small, granted, but the living room's obviously got so much potential. Mm. The kitchen, self-serving. Everything's obviously... Packed down to its smallest, like it makes kitchen kind of more more kind of how I imagine it. Because I've got quite a small kitchen at my house, and I think that makes sense. I don't really get big kitchens. You don't need a kitchen to be huge. You don't need floor space for a kitchen. I don't think kitchens don't have to be huge kitchens. Like your guy's kitchen, I don't know. Do you class the bit where your dinner table is as the kitchen room as well? I would. Yeah. So imagine you don't need that part. Well, I don't know. I'd cast that whole room as the kitchen, but it's got a seating area, you know, seating kitchen area. Dining diner, kitchen dining room. Kitchen diner, yeah. Yeah, so you, your kitchen bit, to be fair, is probably 
the size I was talking about anyway. Like, you don't need a huge kitchen. I'm talking about like, people who have, like, an entire living room-sized kitchen. Yeah. You know, where it takes up all the walls and stuff like that. All the countertop spreads around the whole thing. You don't need that. Yeah, in my, like, in my future, that's not a thing. Like, yeah, I'm not one of those people that thinks that the kitchen is, like, the heart of the home. And it's a necessity to have a giant-ass kitchen. That just is not my style. I think when you're at a kitchen, you shouldn't have to reach for anything. Everything should be within arm's reach. You yeah. don't, shouldn't have to have to lean. Well, that's most things for you, Jack, because you're small. I'm not small. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> well, every episode, there's some weird kind of thing that's brought up as if it's like an ongoing joke with me. <laughs> and it's the first time it's ever brought up. Also, with no substantial reason of why that sentence even I would, exists. I would also love to see Jack in your eyes, Tom, because you see him in a completely <laughs> different way to how other people look at him. Because I see the truth. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Like, every morning, Claire comes down. No matter what she's eating, Tom sees chocolate pillows. Yeah, yeah. literally. I, I come in on a Sunday with my shopping and he's like, chocolate pillows? Just two bags full of chocolate pillows. Yes, that is exactly what's in my basket. <laughs> to be fair, there is normally two, two boxes of chocolate pillows, isn't there? Two boxes! That's the that's the least out of everything else that I bring into that house. I bring two boxes. Most of the other shit is fruit and veg. <laughs> but you never comment yeah. on that. <laughs> I never see you eat the fruit and veg. I only see you eat chocolate pillows, though. So I assume you discard the rest of it in the bin. That is also a lie. Wait, <laughs> right. okay. But maybe, okay, maybe in your delusion, that's all you ever see me eat. But I've definitely eaten other stuff around you. Yeah, yeah as I say with Jack, I see him as a, a small, like, minor... Um, <laughs> Do you mean a miner as in mining gold or no, no a child? He no, sees you in, in dungarees covered in coal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Dex, Dexty, uh, Dexty's Midnight Runner style. Yeah, that's it. He's, he's the lead singer of Dexty's Midnight Runner. <laughs> so he's got a fro. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for someone as. I mean, for someone who doesn't take drugs, I'm. I kind of want to know what you'd see if you took drugs. <laughs> probably, probably reality. Yeah. That's why he's so opposed to it, because he doesn't want to live in reality. <laughs> Day, I know what's real and isn't real. Uh huh. A little bit. Speaking of what's real and what's not real, can you can you hear that? Yeah, in the distance. Yeah. I think it's the ISS. The ISS? Yes, the ISS. Come with me, Claire. Come with me and Tom. So yes, Claire, as you can see, it's the time travel sponsor machine from last episode. I'm calling it the ISS, the Infinite sponsor space. Ah, okay. Yeah. Do you like that? I do, yeah. But I am gonna have to put my sunglasses on because it is this bright, place I is know. far too bright and my head hurts. Well, it has to be bright. Um the ultraviolet light, it, it makes the machine better. It just does. Understandably. But I do I do want to just like say though that I don't want as much sass as last time because, frankly, this is an amazing machine. And also, I don't think that when Gaper comes about, we'll get any money for it because we didn't really advertise it. 
So for this time round, let's really act impressed at the product that we find in the future. Okay. okay. I solemnly swear to behave myself. Good. Now, <laughs> if you'll see, I have labelled your plant pot helmets uh, this time. So you guys can just, when we come in, you can just go straight to them, pop them on your head. I'm pretty sure you've taken some of the flowers out of mine. I'm not particularly very happy with that. Yeah, well, I realise that you, you do have too much it. power. It wasn't the power aspect. It's just I felt the. I mean, the the flowers are purely aesthetic. I just don't think he deserved them. Whoa! <laughs> Hold on. I mean, if you'll see, Tom's Tom's looks like a fucking bouquet. He looks yeah. fantastic with his. Um. So this is what you get, isn't it, for being sassy? Okay. Mm-hmm. And make sure your your beef jerky chin strap is strapped on tight. This is just a piece of shit. Um, no, I think you'll find it's all beef jerky. There's no shit in here. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in the compost. Right, okay. Now, Tom, do you want to pick a year this time? How do I do it? You'll have to refresh my memory. Well, you just say the year, and I'll go over to the plant bed. Oh, right, um, okay. I, I thought you actually wanted me to do something technical. No, no, no. I mean, I'll explain it again for the listeners exactly what the hell is happening here. We're in my infinite sponsor space, which is a... Space, which we haven't really described where this is. We get taken in by a light when we hear the music and we end up in a room. Uh, Claire has stepped outside this room once and found a pond, but we don't actually know the location of said room. We'll explore that later, I think. It's like we're inside a giant light bulb. Mm. Uh, And in this giant light bulb, I have built a contraption mainly consisting of plant pots, beef jerky connecting all the plant pots, uh, which also connects up a flower bed, which I use to input information into the machine via the art of floriography. <laughs> very basic, simple stuff. But all very technical at the same time. Mm, yes. So, Tom, do you want to just pick a year and I'll uh, input that into the flower bed, seeing as I'm over here? Well, what was the year that was last time? Uh, Claire picked it. It was 20... uh, just turn of the... 2099? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to keep things a little bit closer. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to go 20 years into the future, so 2037. Or do you I mean, I definitely it? haven't... No, 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 that's fine, we'll work with that. I mean, I definitely haven't pre-picked any of these things, and this isn't going to seem like a super leap into the future. Um, yeah, no, this is fine, it's fine. Okay, one minute. Bear with me while I just go input that. Move that over here, and over there. Right, okay. Uh... I'll let Claire do this. Claire, do you see that plant pot? It's uh, it's next to Tom. Yeah. That one, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, can you turn that... Uh, sorry, what year was it again? Uh, 2037. 2037. Yeah, okay, I did get it right. Uh, yeah, turn that 12 and a half turns to the left. Okay. Yeah? Yeah, it's a bit stiff. Well, it has to be. Can you see it? Is it coming through yet? Oh, wait. Oh, there we go. Okay. Ah, there we go. There we go. Um, I mean, I, I mean I'm i going to describe this one because last time I described it, but you two didn't really react how I wanted, so we'll do it again this time. I'll describe this. I also don't uh, know. But I didn't even know what it was that you were going to talk about anyway today, so you have to describe it. What do you mean you don't know? I mean, we've just found out right this second. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't break this illusion, Claire. <laughs> I've, worked, I've worked hard at this illusion. You've worked at least five minutes on this. <laughs> It took me like ten minutes to find the computer noise on a like royalty-free website, so don't fuck this up. Okay. <laughs> Shit me. But the product of 
20 years into the future, wow, things have changed, but it's a VO5000. <laughs> it's a nano hair gel box <laughs> that even cuts and grows hair, much like a spider with scissors. You can program into the VO5000 any oh my hairstyle God, that Tom, you want. This is, the... this is perfect for you. Well done. <laughs> oh my god the y- y- oh my god this was like fate oh i feel i'm so happy for you right now oh cheeky cheeky gun oh like, you might as well t- take that plant pot off your head now because you're not going to need that in the future hey what do you mean this compost has to grow what's great about the vo5000 is that you can have multiple styles in one day multiple lengths anything you can probably do color i think they'll probably have a dye function but you can also do it all via a phone app oh that's that is great that is awesome i like that do they also polish a bald head well i'm I'm looking at the back of the of the box here through the plant pot technology And I must, uh, it, I don't, it doesn't seem to say it can, like it grows hair, but I'm not sure if it grows pre-existing hair. So it grows right, okay. new hair. So, so I'm not it, sure, like, yeah, like I don't think you could like lather it on your face and become a wolf man. Right. I don't think it works like that. <laughs> oh, that was my first sort of uh, idea. Not, not, not possibly grow back any sort of bald patches that are actually on the top of my head. I just really wanted a hairy face. <laughs> bald hair, hairy <laughs> face. <laughs> Well, no, I mean that would that would save me any trouble of trying to grow a beard because I could just lather that on, but yeah. <laughs> sadly that's not working. Yeah. But still, I could have any hairstyle I wanted, and I know my hair game would be strong. I would totally mm. buy that. And also, Tom's comment about it polishing bald heads—it wouldn't need to, would it? Because unless, well, unless you chose to have a bald head, but like anybody who has a bald head now is not going to choose to keep that, surely. Yeah, but like I said, it doesn't make hair grow. It can just make hair, pre-existing hair grow, like add on oh. to it. Yes, add on to what's already there as opposed to... <laughs> well, Tom, you better hold on to what's already there then. I don't have a choice <laughs> for this. <laughs> it's hereditary. <laughs> if it goes, it goes. It's either that or I get some kind of hair transplant where they pluck hairs from my ass and stick it on my head. I, I mean, surely they just it. pluck it from what your arms and your legs because you are literally a cat scratching pole. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, you don't know what his ass is like. I mean, that thing could he's be, sitting on like... a cushion all the time. <laughs> I, have, I have dreadlocks. <laughs> I have an afro on each cheek. <laughs> it's like sitting on a cloud with you, like isn't it? Sat on two cushions all the time. Every time you fart, it's like a L'Oreal advert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, I do my own. I look at around in a mountain stream and <laughs> all slow mo <laughs> under a waterfall. So you know. <laughs> do you do the Garnier adverts, but with your ass? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For every Garnier close-up, that's actually one of Tom's ass cheeks. Yeah. yeah, when they're zooming on like a strand of hair. That's actually yeah. just, If you just went five centimetres to the left, you've got my ring piece. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. The main event. Uh, Alright, so this has been a resounding success. No one badmouthed the product. We're all pretty sold on it. Hopefully when BO5000 comes out, they'll have a strong following... They'll find our podcast, throw us some cash. Oh, yeah. So let's let's all just step out of the uh, ISS. Um, and maybe next time we might peek through the outside door and see if we can see what's there. Just a bit, of, just a peek, not too long, because I, I don't know how dangerous it is out there. Well, you didn't think about that last time you kicked me out, did you? Yeah, well, maybe someone should behave. I don't like the way you talk to me.
Oh, I don't like the way that you stand in my room. Get out my room. <laughs> So we've seen the living room, we've seen the kitchen. Uh, let's move upstairs. Let's uh, head into the toilet area. Good choice. Now, now I have put one note down here. Now, we haven't really covered this, but there is one thing that I think is essential to a toilet the that will solve so much problems. That's the it. The, the flush is <laughs> always the main function of a toilet, and it's always the first thing that goes wrong. It uses up water. It can get dirty. It, there's a whole number of things that can go wrong with a flush. I say we get rid of the flush altogether. Old no. archaic technology. Using water to clean our poop away from a bowl? I don't think so. I think in the future, we'll eventually figure out wormhole technology. And I think <laughs> the first thing we'll do and apply with wormhole technology, it won't be space travel, it will be put into toilets, and every time you poop or pee, it goes through a wormhole into a far-off, distant planet that we just dump all our shit on. I'm literally having flashbacks what? to our previous, <laughs> earlier episodes where we talked about being on the spaceship and when you go to the loo and it gets sucked out into space. Well, exactly. I mean, that would solve that problem. It wouldn't be sucked out into space. It'd be literally dumped on a planet. But you of all people, I'm shocked that you would suggest that. I mean, I'm not going to pick a planet which has life on it. It's going to be like a super big planet, high planet density gravity. It's a planet, Jack. High density gra- gravity with a very thick atmosphere. So even from space, you can't see that shit. Literally. It'll get compressed straight away once it's on that surface because it's high gravity. Like, so you're really making the most of the space. It's just the best solution, I think. No one will know. Or is another option. Since it's basically <laughs> fertilizer, actually mm-hmm. use it. Well, but there could be that option. I'm just saying for the waste that is in the waste. ISS. Um, no, I use my own brand. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, I put that on my head. No wonder my head didn't grow. <laughs> you looked fabulous, Thomas. Don't complain. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming in our dinky house, the shower and toilet, same room, obviously. Yeah, I think it's going to be more of a wet room. It's just a wet be, room. It's going to be, I don't know, uh, yeah. pretty much all goes into one plug. <laughs> Everything. The warp plug. I actually was thinking exactly the same thing. Like, you go in and it's just like one of the... It's like a, just a shower room. It's yeah. just like a big shower. I don't think baths are going to be a thing. Like, are baths even a thing anymore? I do take a bath every night. All right, Mr. Notification. I know, I have to say that again because <laughs> it's... Windows Defender Antivirus did not find any threats since your last summary. Your device was scanned one times. And this time, the times doesn't have a bracket, so I actually am meant to say it like that. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I do enjoy a bath. I love explain, a bath. Explain why you like to wallow in your own dirt. I'm a clean motherfucker. When I get in that bath, if anything, the bath is cleaner once I'm out. <laughs> How does that work? You, you, you wear bleach. <laughs> You clean I, the water. I I am so clean, I clean the water. Um, what, about you, what about you, Thomas? Are you well, a, a bath person? I think growing up I had no option because we didn't have a shower, it was a bath. Yeah, I was a bath um, person. So that was a so old school jug, you know. that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. Right, let's just explain. Jack won't understand this. Because this, <laughs> is, this is how the common people bathe. 
<laughs> Tænd bare for det for Why listen to the uh, wind up radio? Yeah, oh my god, war's broken out. <laughs> Germany's invaded Poland. In Thirsk again. <laughs> war's never happened there. Civilization's never happened there. So you can't have a war. <laughs> <laughs> It'll catch up eventually. Yeah. Don't be sad. <laughs> and they've developed into a humanoid. <laughs> if you grew up with maths, why why such distaste for it? Well, because I realised how easy and convenient showers are. Rather than yeah, sort of wait, I grew waiting up with them, for, that's why I don't like them. Yeah, well, that's it. It's waiting around for a decent amount of hot water so you can actually have a bath. It's the the fact that it takes you about ten or fifteen minutes to actually run a decent bath, and then you get in the bath, and then you're sat in there for about ten or fifteen minutes. You your hands go all wrinkly. The bath water gets cold. You don't feel like you've properly yeah. washed yourself, and then you get you out. Moon. Like, yeah. Yeah. You age. Also, I really don't. I really don't like the the initial like you filled the bath of water, but then you never know by doing the finger test if it's going to be too hot or too cold. Yeah. So I hate that lowering in moment, like where you lower in and yeah. so you like because your ass is always cold for some reason before you get in the bath. Like oh, it, pretty, it for some reason bad. loses all temperature before just that moment before you get in. So you start lowering yourself in, then you're like, oh, oh, and then as soon as the water touches your ass, you like jump out of it. Like it's not good. It's not good lowering in a peach into hot water. Yeah, but you're talking like about it. you're talking about just one type of bath. What about a hot ass summer's day? There's nothing better than a cold bath. No, cold, cold shower. shower. But. It's just not if you're, as good. If you're roast, no, no, no. If you're roasting hot on a hot summer's day, the last thing you want to do is sit, it, it literally, like, be sweaty as hell and then have to wait for a bath to run. Like you Tom don't said, wait. it takes about 10, 15 minutes to run the bloody thing. By that point, you could have had a shower. With with some patience. <laughs> I Honestly, a bath, it's like a, I mean, it's like a kind of a poor man's um, sensory deprivation tank. It's just so relaxing. <laughs> well, your bath has a lid. What? <laughs> oh God! I would love my bath to have a lid. Uh, well, that's your challenge. For I would life. sleep in my bath if I could. <laughs> I mean, your bath is pretty much like half the bathroom, so that yeah, it's not... possible for you to sleep in it. I, I, when I first saw your bath, I thought I was surprised it weren't a jacuzzi, <laughs> weren't like a hot tub. <laughs> because you look at it, you it think, does have a jacuzzi shape. That's yeah, true. that's it. You look at it, you think that that could, that could fit a rugby team in that. I mean, uh, a very small rugby team, child size. <laughs> um, <laughs> rug- Jack's already tried that. <laughs> well, a child's rugby team. The rugby team or the child's rugby team? <laughs> Was it like a benefit <laughs> bath? <or something? laughs> Definitely not the child one. <laughs> no, it's just it's big enough to watch oh. a rugby player. <laughs> he's like, he's watching, like, now I get why he had all those bottles of champagne in his bedroom. Like what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Um, we're you running get out of time. Sports. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't, obviously. We're running out of time. So how about we move, uh, I don't know if I want to, but into the the, the future bedroom? Where the magic happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do magic tricks. That's all she does. She keeps uh, me up at night with magic tricks. I wonder what that banging word. <laughs> she keeps dropping a rabbit. <laughs> no, no one's going there. Um... <laughs> We had mentioned again stasis pods to replace beds because obviously then everyone's extended in a life. Yes. Um, but are we th- are we expecting it like in the bedroom in the in the household bedroom? Are we expecting it to look like you know a, an alien 
franchise stasis pod, or do we think it's going to be like a normal bed with just like a glass dome over the top, or how are we how are we envisioning this to work? I don't know, it kind of it was a bit of a mixed bag, really, because I kind of thought I kind of thought like the idea that you'd have like a regeneration, like you do you say regeneration tank? No, I said stasis tank. Right. Well, I've got the idea of like a regeneration tank. So essentially, like at the end of the day, you get in this regeneration tank. You do go to sleep, but it basically fixes, sort of like gives you a once over kind of thing. So like if you, um, I don't know, if you cut yourself through the day, like it would heal you. Um, if you're not feeling so well, like me, I've got a migraine. So instead of like going to a normal bed, you get in the regeneration tank and you literally like you go, you do go to sleep, but it heals you, so you wake up feeling great. But the thing is, Claire, if you you had one of those tanks, we wouldn't have had to hear about you moaning about migraines all day, because you wouldn't have one. And you mean by all day as in 46 minutes? <laughs> and the yeah. fact that I've only mentioned it twice. Well, twice is two more times than needed. Exactly. <laughs> I'd, I'd, be saving, I'd be saving you from feeling sorry for me. I'd, no, I'd by, never feel sorry for you. <laughs> I'd be saving you from feeling sorry for me. No, because you're self-inflicted. Get, by feeling sorry for me. No, because you know what you should do. I've been so much tonight before. That's also an option for not getting a migraine or hangover. Hey, I was celebrating life. I was celebrating life. I do too. Shut up. I do too. You yeah. can have a celebratory bowl of chocolate pillows with a little candle in it. Why not? I'm celebrating the birthday. Why would I have a candle? I don't know. I don't know why. Wait, people go out drinking on their birthdays as well. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought about a problem with the toilet. Um, you oh. keep blocking it? You blocked it. <laughs> you blocked, no, you like blocked the wormhole. With his, <laughs> with his black matter poos. <laughs> no, if you if you drop... Like, obviously, people accidentally drop things in the toilet. That's that's always, a, like, a bad day. Imagine mm. if you drop your keys down a portal that, if you were to go try and get <laughs> your keys, would involve having to travel to a planet of shit. Yeah, but then you won't be able to get back, because it's only a one-way system. I imagine you can, like, I imagine they've thought of this, like, oh, just in case, there is a way back. Nah. Like, how big, how big is the toilet? And the, also, is that not dangerous in the fact that you're literally hovering your giblets over somewhere that you could potentially be teleported? Well, yeah, what I was thinking, when you guys said that, well, that, yeah, but you guys are the ones that said it was a shower, toilet, all-in-one wet room. So I'm thinking, well, if you shit, the portal's got to be on the floor. And I'm like, wait, are you just shitting anywhere? Does it have to be like a big portal with grating it's, over it's it? It's like a funnel system. A funnel system. <laughs> so you plug yourself in. No, no, I'm just, like, for example, a wet room, but you've got, like, a giant plug on the floor. Like yeah, it. but that's what I mean. Like, So you're shitting and it, the shit slides into the plug? Yeah, why not? To be fair, though, I don't think you have to worry about poos in the future because I'm pretty sure that everyone's going to have the runs in the future from eating all the bugs. Uh, I think they're quite... I imagine that you get a lot of fibre from bugs, to be I honest. Imagine there's I, a I lot would of... imagine shits would be better. Well, insects are mainly made of like, endoskeletons, so your poos are going to have a bit of a backbone to them. <laughs> You'll really feel them. <laughs> They'll scratch on the way out. <laughs> future bedrooms. Future bedrooms. Back on track. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry for starting this. So, future bedrooms, is there anything that we can imagine in the future? Is there anything you guys would prefer in your bedrooms in the future? Like, what is it that you think could enhance that experience? Well, I'm basically going to go with, I I like the idea again of the whole, like my living room, everything sort of comes out of the walls or through the floor. So I'd have a regeneration sort of bed or bay or whatever that can come out of, can come out of the wall. But I'd also have like just a normal standard bed, like 
like my bed now just already there kind of thing i mean i i don't know uh particularly i mean i thought the stasis bed slash regeneration bed was probably the best thing that you could add to a bedroom i don't really know of anything else other than maybe um having bedrooms and this isn't for a crude reason but be have them soundproofed like properly soundproofed so all bedrooms is just the perfect soundproofing because oh, of yes just that and that's for the comfort of the sleeper yeah yeah that's actually a really good idea because i enjoy nature but there are some birds that fucking love hanging out above my window and they are heavy noisy birds i mean to sort of counteract your idea i i also like the idea of you know it comes in certain films where you can sort of make it into like an area like a forest or a beach or something ah, like, that. like whale noises type projection screen yeah yeah so like you can be in your room but then it, you can make like one or all of the rooms you know like into a like a spring forest or you know like um yeah a beach or something like that that would be really lovely actually you could have like sort of the noises of like the waves play it you know playing and like, I think you've got the sounds of the trees, the rustling, or if it's like raining. Because I mean, I I love like listening to rain when it's you know when I'm in bed, like it's lovely. It's, I find it really relaxing. So I guess that kind of idea would be really nice for me. Imagine you know just the first few nights of it. So for example, if you've got say a beach sort of and a sort of projection type of thing all around you, so obviously it feels like your your bed's on a beach type of thing. If you're if you've gone to bed. Going to sleep is quite a new thing. You're not really getting used to it. And then you wake up and you find a fucking wave. Well, it looks like a fucking wave's coming at you. You just freak the shit out of you. Yeah, you'd be like, what the fuck? Where are we? And then you look around and go, like, what? And you look at your ceiling and you go, no, that's sky. Oh, wait, that's not sky. There's a corner. Well, what the fuck's going on? Do that again. How long does it take you to wake up and not remember that you've set it on, like, well, beach? This is a very good beach, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> very convincing yeah i think though the future bedrooms will probably have for me a perfect function if they worked like wallace and gromit style so it like the, oh, every time you wake because the worst thing of waking up is actually having to like defy gravity and stand up and juice things because you your body's just jelly in the morning but if your if your bed could like tilt you up and just shoot you down a funnel, and then by the end you know you'd land in your living room and you're fully dressed and whatnot, and your breakfast already on the go through your metal husband, that would be fantastic. You know, really synchronize every room up. That's not for me. You like to arduously put each sock on your foot yourself. Well, I don't. To be fair, I've never seen it as that much of a chore to begin with. No one likes waking up in the morning and then having to prepare yourself just to do something. Like it's so much easy. It'd be so much better if that every all that was automated. You just you know press a button and boom, you <coughs> are fair. dressed and taken care of. From a female point of view, the worst part of the morning is having to put a bra on. Same. Yeah, tell it, sister. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, that is the worst. Yeah. So if if I could get you know metal husband to come and put my bra on, then that'd be great. My problem is getting one to match my socks. <laughs> well, there you go. Normally the socks. <laughs> No pants, just Normally the socks. the socks, it has to match. Yeah. <laughs> Claire, you've been doing this all wrong. Yeah. I know, cut off. Oh. Jesus. Yeah. You've got to match the bra and socks, otherwise yeah. what are you doing? But then what happens if you don't wear socks? Uh, You always wear socks yeah. with a bra. Yes. <laughs> I mean... Feet are never allowed to be naked. Exactly. Well, you're some kind of like ankle whore. Yeah, God. So, so we've sussed the future house. 
tiny with like unlimited wall potential. Mm-hmm. VR in the living room, metal husband in the kitchen, a shit portal in your wet room, shower slash bathroom slash toilet, and uh, a bedroom for the most comfort. And we're also depressed as well. Oh, and everyone's depressed because it's a tiny home. So although yeah. everything's done for them, everyone's super, super depressed. So just bear that in mind. The future, everyone will be super, super depressed. But everyone's going to have great hair. But their hair game will be fucking flawless. Except Tom, who will just be shiny depressed and bald. And bald. <laughs> bald, depressed, living in a tiny house, yeah. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> All right, then. So till next time... Bye. Bye. Bye.